Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, farmers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad. We discuss what motivates them every day and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on Cooking the Books, we have John Gurr. John's been cooking for nearly 40 years in India, London, and he settled down in Melbourne, where he opened three of his own restaurants. But now John's finished in the restaurant business, and he's manufacturing his own curry sauces from his original recipes that he grew up with in India. Uh, John's got so many stories about London back in the early 80s. He actually brought some menus to show me from pop-ups that he did in the early 80s in India from a chef called Anthony Worrell Thompson. Um, it was fascinating. I love the history of British food, or all well, all restaurants, but especially British restaurants. Um, it was fascinating talking to him. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by City Larder, the charcuterie specialists, focusing on terrines, pâtés and rillettes for the retail market and food service here in Australia. Now, over to the show. John, thanks very much for doing this. I really appreciate the time. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because I love Indian food. And coming from England, Indian food is just meant. I was brought up with more England, in Indian food than I was English food, I think. <laughs> Honestly, for my 10th birthday, I took as my present. I said, my mum and dad said, what do you want to do for your 10th birthday? And they said, I said, I want to take all my mates to the Indian. Okay. So we all put, yeah. my dad used yeah. to have a work time. So we yeah. put everyone in there. At 10 year old, we all went and had Indian, like an Indian buffet. Yeah. Uh, for my 10th birthday, so I love Indian food, so I'm super excited yeah, about Indian this. Indian food's big in uh, England, isn't it, as yeah, compared yeah. to what we look at in Melbourne Absolutely. or in Australia. Yeah. I think it, it's probably the, it must be the, mo- the most post- popular. popular cuisine yeah. in England, yeah. I should imagine. You know, there's places like the Curry Mile yeah. in Manchester, I used to live at the top of that, where it's literally just a mile of, of curry, cu- curry houses. Yeah. And also... Um, uh, desserts, you know, like mm, the, the mm, sweets. The sweets, yeah. yeah the yeah, gulab the, jamuns, the jalebis, yeah, and, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Indians then, love sweets. Yeah, <laughs> really sweet, sweet as well. Yeah. Bloody hell, they are. Your all, teeth over the top, fall but out. sweeter than the Greek sweets. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> for sure. And then also, uh, the curry mile, like, they've got like... Um, Bollywood stores, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, like Oh, this is going back 10, 15, 20 years. But they used to have like... Uh, Videos. Like a video store, video yeah, store. yeah, but it would be just for well, um, Bollywood. Bollywood, yeah. 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 They, they come up with about a movie every 15 minutes in Bollywood. Are you serious? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> there is, every week there is like three or four movies released uh, at the box office. Big stock, big, big, yeah. um, big productions. Yeah, big yeah. production. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of dancing and that, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. If there's no song and dance, I mean, it's a boring film. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hmm. Do you want to just take two minutes and just tell us a little bit about you, your business, and, and yeah, and we'll go into where you where you where you have been and how mm, you got to where mm. you are now. But what are you doing now? Well, right now, what I do is um, I'm manufacturing Indian curry sauces, paste, barbecue marinades uh, under the brand Tamarind Tree Gourmet Sauces. Yeah, and I've been doing it since 2016. So, so it's relatively new. Yeah, just just over two years. Yeah, yeah. And what's in that? Just going back to your your 
training and, and, and just putting that because you used to have Indian restaurants we'll get, yes, which we'll get into yeah. but you just putting that now into, into a jar for making it easy for people easy for people at, at, at home yeah, yeah without having to go through the hassle of having a big pantry full of uh, spices. spices yeah yeah because yeah. that's the problem though. Yeah. if you if you do want to make it and you lose them or whatever yeah. you, but you buy a you know, if you want to make one curry decent, you know, you've got your mustard seeds, your it's curry right, yeah. leaves, your cardamom, your cinnamon, cinnamon. star anise. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> and it costs you like... 50,000 spices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it costs you like 50 bucks. Yes. And to make, you know, before you even start, yeah. just buying all the little bits. And then you forget about it. And then by the time you go for a next curry, the it's stale. probably, yeah, the lost all its aromatics. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So that's really good. So whereabouts in India are you from? I'm from Bombay. There's, there's a town in Bombay which was more famous than Bombay is now when the Portuguese were in India. It's a place called Vasai, which okay. is about 50 kilometers north of present-day Bombay. Yeah. So that was the, that was the capital for the Portuguese uh, in the 15th, uh, 15, since 1535. Yeah. And they controlled all of the northern Arabian Sea uh, from, from this uh, spot. Yeah. And from Gangsters. Goa, yeah, and from Goa, they control all of the southern Portuguese as well. Yeah, the Portuguese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they must have did they bring spices? I think well, they came looking for spices. Right, yeah, okay. and and so that's why Kerala is very famous because that's where most of the spices uh, come from. Right, okay. And um, yeah, so so they they landed to trade. So Vasco da Gama uh, found the route. To from Portugal. From Portugal, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. It's such a small country, Portugal, yeah, and yeah. then it's taking on taking on all these uh, all yeah. of Asia, really. Yeah, 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 and Africa. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. In, it's so interesting. I love going into the history of you know the spice yeah. trading and food and, mm. and when I was talking to Sean on the podcast about Mexico and about you know the Spaniards going to Mexico and. Um, that's where the meat, because before that, they, they only used turkey and vegetables yeah. and beans and things mm, and rice mm. and corn and things like that. And then when the when the Spanish came, they brought meat, you know, pork yeah. and you know, and that, and that that's how that cuisine. And again, that that that'll have happened in India, won't yeah. it? Like the Portuguese will have brought stuff and yeah, so, the Portuguese so would have took stuff took back. Took stuff back. And and like yeah. the famous vindaloo really is is a Portuguese is a Portuguese uh, dish. Heritage. It's got yeah, Portuguese yeah, heritage. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's amazing how like our history and, and you know, in the sense of like countries conquering countries, yeah. obviously they brought the food, food and, with them yeah. and, and that's how the, the, the cuisine, cuisine has evolved. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is, it, you know, it's fascinating. Mm. Was it good going up there in, in India? Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. Was it? So like, you know, I mean, um, it was very different in the sense that you had the country lifestyle as well as the city life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had farms and we still have farms. Your family? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. family. And, and farming and, what? Um, in the monsoon, you'd farm rice. Yeah. And then once the monsoon was over, say like September, October, once it was harvested, then you'd have veggies, cauliflowers, carrots, beans, yeah. eggplant, okra, chilies. Yeah. Yeah, and what, sell it at the market or for you or? Oh, no, no, we would sell it at the market, sell it wholesale market. it to, uh, at the wholesale market. Yeah, okay, and so it wasn't quite a big production, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, so you, you'd get quite a lot of like, you know, in India farms are not that big like here, yeah, okay. like hundreds of acres. Yeah, yeah. Like if you had a five acre farm, well, you, you, you're doing really well. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So is that where you, is that where you first got introduced to food and Yeah, and so and my, my, my dad used to be, uh, he used to work for IBM oh. when computers were the size of a big wall. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, he was sent 
by IBM when he worked for IBM to Saudi Arabia. And while he was in Saudi Arabia, he got this idea of opening up a bakery. He had no idea about food. And all he thought was the women in India or in, in, in the locality are working hard because all the men are going very early to work in the city. Yeah. And the women had to get up uh, to cook breakfast and pack for their the, lunch. For the men to, for go, the men to, work. to go to work. Yeah, yeah. And my dad found a, a business opportunity. <laughs> if I can make bread, women can rest. I can supply the bread to them. And they just have to make the and sandwich. And they just have to make the sandwich. Yeah. And, and take it with them. Because prior to that, they were having to make their own bread. Make their own bread, right, the flatbreads right, yeah, and yeah. rotis and chapatis and all that sort of so stuff. So there was no bakeries at this no time? No bakeries at this time, yeah. Fantastic. So in 1960, he started the bakery. They're still operating. They're, they're all these wood-fired bakeries. Like, you know the Scotch ovens? I love wood. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, was, I had Michael on the podcast. You know, it's just a dream for bakers yeah. to have a wood-fired. Yeah, so, so they're still wood-fired. Yeah. So we've, he's still got is your dad still own it or no, has no. he sold it? No, no, we still own it. Oh, do you? But yeah, we still own the bakeries and, 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 and stores and bakery stores with lots of pastries and puff pastries and uh, what do you call croissants Croissant, and all that. Pan of chocolate, pan and all that. Yeah, yeah. So all of that, but for the Indian market. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, you know, they're not as authentic as we'd find them here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got into food because my dad's thought, you know. I've got all these bakeries. I've How many has he got? How many? Oh, we had four of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and all around town and, and retail stores, uh, independent retail stores and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And he said, well, somebody's got to look after it. <laughs> You're going to go to hotel school <laughs> and, and learn hospitality and, and cooking and bakery and all that. So I went into- No choice. No. So he said, that's what, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to be an engineer like my older brother. All right, okay. But it um, yeah. wasn't to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I went to uh, hotel school where we did um, Institute of Hotel Management and catering mm. and, and all that sort of stuff, nutrition and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a, a three-year a full-time um, hospitality thing. Diploma or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we studied uh, studied there. And then from there, the Taj Mahal Hotel picked me up. Well, they're senior. Yeah. So they they came in uh, oh, yeah. and they sort of said, well, interviews and all that sort of stuff. And they thought, he's he, all right. He's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take him. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So I was one of the 10 uh, selected uh, by the Taj Mahal Hotel in 1981. Bloody hell. Yeah. I was one. <laughs> I was one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's funny, I'm, I talk to young chefs these days. I had Hugh on yesterday. You know, and I feel like, you know, when he talks, I was like, when I said I was just starting work and he was like, I wasn't even born, I was one or two. And now I'm talking to you and you're like, and I'm like, I was one. So like, you know, it's... Oh, yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the cycle, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the Taj Mahal Hotel, how... You know, bloody hell, that must have been yeah. fantastic. Well, it's, I mean, I had the opportunity to work some of the top chefs. At that time, they would import a lot of chefs from France and in England and, and places uh, yeah. like Germany, Austria. Like Dubai now, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they used to, and so you got this opportunity to work. So they put me in the French restaurant. Yeah. And it says, that's what you're going to... Uh, <laughs> Study, learn, yeah. yeah. Start, that start, cuisine. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, I was on the 24th floor called the Rooftop Rendezvous. Oh. It was, was this French restaurant where all the, um, you know, the millionaires, billionaires used to all come in and, and all the tourists uh, from Europe would, yeah. would, would, would Big be there. Wigs. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, that's where I learned all the basics of French cooking, uh, French yeah. cooking uh, along with these uh, French the chefs. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, yeah. bouquet garni, bouquet garni and, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. All the veal stocks yeah. and demi-glace. Yeah, that's right. It had been all that back in them days, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah. There, was, there was no jus then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's sort of flower-based flour sauces. sauces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, the, so then we had all these different, different sections. You had the, uh, the soup section, you had the fish section. Veg. Yeah, the, the entremetier, the, the gamonger, gamonger, and yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so you had all different sections, and you know, you had the brigade, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, it, it would have been because you know, when they do that, it would have been like a little France, yeah, in India, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny, and yeah. you got all, all the stuff was imported, and like you, 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 truffles, you, you got foie truffles, gras. you got foie gras, yeah. yeah, all these things that you never heard of as an Indian, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What, the, what the hell is this, <laughs> for sure, yeah. That must have been a good, how, so how old were you at that point? Um, about 21. Yeah, nice. 21, yeah. yeah. And how long did you stay there for? I, well, I did all my, all my um, uh, training pretty much in, uh, during my uh, college days or the catering yeah. school days yeah. at the Taj Mahal. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and that's where they sort of found that this guy seems like promising. Yeah. So we can... Were you really dedicated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you're gonna, if your father said you're going to do it, you might as well give it 100%. 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And um, yeah, but then I like the industry so much, I said, well, I'm not going to stay put in one place yeah. and look after the bakeries. <laughs> so your dad's like, no, 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 you've got this wrong. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I funded you through college and you've got this. And you meant to, no, no, see you later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it all backfired yeah. on, 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 my, on my dad. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's sort of left up with uh, running the bakeries. And then my younger brother who studied accounting. Yeah, uh, he started looking after it, so he still looks after them. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's gone from an accountancy base, so it's more run as a business rather yeah, yeah. than uh, look at yeah. numbers, don't yeah, I? Yeah, and cook. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. That's fair enough. Mm. So, from the Taj Mahal, then where did you go? London. Yeah. So the Taj Mahal decided um, that we got to give this guy some exposure, and so we need to train him in the finer aspects. So they sent me to London. Beautiful. And to do a stint with uh, Langan's Brasserie. Yeah, 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 you brought the menu yeah. from 1980. That's 1982, 1983, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. thank you very much, honestly. Um, yeah, so, so it was very, very classical, mm. classical menu. And I was there last, uh, last year yeah. in, in London and I went and had a lunch there and the menu is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, if it's not broke, don't yeah, fix it. Yeah. It's pretty much we the same. We would just look at the prices and you know, it's. 35 pence for, for an espresso, espresso, sorry. Main courses are like £6.95. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like, so you, know, you can't get much these days for that. Yeah. So who was the head chef at the time? Uh, Richard Shepherd. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then he went on to, um, to have a few more uh, properties or a few more restaurants yeah. and uh, hotels and stuff. So how long were you there for? Uh, I worked with them for around, till, till around 84. Yeah, okay, a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah. Busy? Yeah, busy. Like. 350 covers for lunch, 350 covers for dinner. <laughs> yeah, mega. Yeah. So what, that must have been a big shock. You've come from India. Yeah. For starters, nice weather. Yeah. You know, oh. it was 
I haven't been so cold in my <laughs> freaking life. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. matter how many layers of clothes I put yeah. in, it still went to the bone. Dark as well, you know, it's yeah. like you get up, it's yeah. dark, you go to bed, it's Especially dark. Especially in winter. In winter, like yeah. Four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a big culture shock for yeah, you. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, when I first, what was interesting is my first week in London working at the kitchen and um, on the weekend. So one week we would work a lunch shift. Yeah. And the next week we would work the dinner shift. Yeah. So you had a long weekend in between. So that's quite nice. Yeah. So they looked after you. Out, so was it like AM and PM, PM team yeah, is what yeah, they call it. Yeah. So, yeah. so you started at seven in the morning, you finished at three. Yeah. And then if you did the evening shift, you finished at, uh, you started at three, you finished at 10, 11. That's or, great. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that is fantastic. And um, so uh, the first week and the kitchen guys in the kitchen said, oh, let's go down to the pub. They went down to the local pub and I haven't been paid. So like, I, I don't have any money on me. Yeah. And uh, you know, in the pub, you have the, the yeah. slot machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bandits are what <laughs> yeah. they call it here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I had no idea what that was. Flashing lights. Yeah, yeah flashing lights. And I said, what the, what the hell is that? And they said, oh, Mike, put a 20p in there. <laughs> oh, so I put a 20p. I was on my way to the loo. Yeah. Pull the lever down. It went turning around and said, I said, nothing's happened. I went to the loop, came back, and that bloody thing, the third... The last one. The last one just clicked in and outrolled like 20 pounds or something. <laughs> you could that have gone my, for dinner. Yeah, that was my first space, so we shouted beer all round. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> what did you think of the beer in England? It was, I mean, it was a lot different to what the beer yeah, in India yeah. is. Beer yeah. in India is like piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, you know, yeah. cascales yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so that was, that was, that was. Mm. So were you still employed by the hotel at this point? Yeah, so at this point I was employed by the hotel. So the, um, the hotel paid your wages to work there? To, to, yeah. yeah. But then Richard found me that I was good what, at what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And he said to the, to the hotel, I want this guy working for me. Oh, beautiful. So they did a deal and then... I was off the payroll of the hotel and I continued working, awesome. working for Richard. And what about Visa? Uh, he organized oh, all so that. Oh, so they sponsored yeah, you yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So he organized all yeah, that yeah, and, yeah. And, and I started working with him. And then being Indian, you know, you, you always want to look at opportunities and, and stuff. So the Taj Mahal Hotel, they knew... Uh, Anthony Old Thompson. Yeah. So they said, here's this guy, you know, when he's not working, get him, get him trained up in your place. On so, your two days off? Yeah. So, so and also, uh, so when I would, I would go and do the evening shift when I had the... Oh, the AM shift? AM shift. You'd go and do evening shift? Evening shift. Yeah, yeah. At uh, Menage Trois. Yeah. At Knightsbridge. Yeah. And um, well, he was a he was a big hit. I mean, people probably don't know who Anthony Waller Thompson is, but back in them days, he was a real. Yeah, he, he was the man. He was yeah, one of the big big yeah. hitters in London. He was he was he was very creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flamboyant, yeah. wasn't he? And as that well. Nouvelle Cuisine concept. Yeah. Uh, like you know, it started with him, and you know, little entrees, little desserts. So he only had this place where he served entrees and desserts. Yeah, I remember. No, no main course sort of thing. Yeah. So and so what was, year was this? Do you Again, 82, 83, 84. Yeah, okay. yeah, so he had a. I don't think he's going anymore. He's probably a bit. He's probably a bit old now, isn't he? But like, um, I probably got into him around about like knowing who he is. I was uh, probably in 
92, 93, so I'll be like 12, 13, yeah, just yeah. starting to understand cooking. It was, you know, finding out, reading a bit, watching it on telly and things like that. So he he, he was going for a good 10 years then. He, yeah. So And he must have had a restaurant before that. So before that, yeah. So, he, I mean, he, I think he started in around 80. Right, okay. 80, 81. And he probably went for 20, yeah. yeah. A good reign, he had yeah. a good run. And yeah. that was Princess Diana's favourite restaurant. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we would never get an opportunity to go inside to have a look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get in there. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> but it used to be great with uh, Langan's Raspberry because every time uh, Michael Caine would come in, yeah. the first thing he would do on a Friday would come with a slab of beer nice. for the kitchen. Yeah, uh, that's Michael Caine, the actor, actor right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he would yeah. sort of come in with his real Cockney accent. He would go, "Here you go, lads." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only said "blow the bloody doors." That's, it. that's the worst accent I've ever done. But anyway, I get it. Yeah, um, that was so man. Yeah. Exciting times. So, how long all up were you in London? Um, about three years. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you, you full you were at Langham's the whole time, and yeah. then just working, working, yeah, like yeah. part. Time, yeah, I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't get paid working no, for, no, that, for, uh, <laughs> for Anthony Oro Thompson. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get like paid. Yeah, that was like, you know. Two year stage. Yeah, work, work experience. <laughs> sort of yeah. Yeah. But did you learn a lot? Yeah, so that's when, that's when I mean, I learned a lot of the basics and, yeah. and you know, French cuisine is all about knowing all your mother sources, your. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. about the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, you know. In Indian, it's all the spices yeah. and making a base. It's always to build flavour. It's always about foundations, foundations isn't it? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Getting that original, the reductions, mm. or the wines, mm. or the mirepoix, or you know, the, the vegetables, and all the stocks, sort of exactly. The yeah, the reduction, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So just getting all that base yeah. right and layering the flavours yeah. again with same as Indian food, layering yeah. the flavours. Flavors, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's just with the same. spices. I mean, in, in in French cuisine or in Western cuisine, you you're using a lot of herbs and the sages and the vinegar, vinegars and um, just, yeah, yeah and, exactly. And the and the sugar and, and yeah. Shallots. yeah, exactly. All these kind yeah. of things, wines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spirits, yeah. brandy, brandy or Madeira, con- yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. Where in Indian food, it would be it would be more spices, tomato, yeah. Yeah. lots tamarind. of fresh tomato, lots of fresh tomato, tamarind, um, uh, curry leaves. Uh, then you know you, you've got the dominant flavors, and then you have the other subtle, subtle auxiliary flavors. And yeah, and auxiliary so, flavors. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, auxiliary flavors. That's so. just kind of. Like I always say to the guys at work, you know, like when we try and make terrines or try and make things, I like I like it to be like a big kick, mm. but you can't actually dis- like detect like that's whatever distinct, make it yeah. distinctive. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it to be like a, I always say it when it's a rounded exactly. Yeah. So it's I always say it's like a um, it's like a, a orchestra. Mm. You can't hear each each instrument, instrument yeah. but together collectively it, together, is, it yeah. sounds a, it yeah. has a fantastic yeah. sound but you couldn't say obviously you've got the solo the drums or yeah. the solo but in general uh, that's how I kind of try and look at it as well yeah. like when you're building is that the same with Indian food yeah. oh, it's just a combination like you could give the same spices to me and you and we'll come up with a different flavour yeah. Because how we're using those spices. Like roasting them yeah. or pounding, pounding them. them. The amount of um, uh, time you're roasting it yeah. will make the difference. Like uh, you could roast it for one minute and I could roast it for one minute, 20 seconds, just to the amount that it's not burnt yeah. and it will change the flavor. Yeah, yeah. You can soak the spices as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. some yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, um, like tamarind, you always have to soak tamarind in water to get the extract because say for example tamarind is, is a fruit which dries up 
It's like a bean. Is it look yeah, like, like it's, a it's like it's it's like fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're knotted. Yeah. And uh, and they they have a husk like a shell yeah. when they ripen. Yeah. And you peel the shelf, uh, shell, and um, and then you get the you pot get get the seeds off. And uh, then you sort of... Can you use the husk, the outer bit? You no. No, go no, on, finish. Let's, let's go on. The, yeah. that and the seeds, pretty yeah. much useless. Yeah. 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 And then you soak that. And, and Yeah, and then you sort of make, uh, put, put them together. At home, what we do, we've got lots of tamarind trees on our farm. Yeah. So what we do is just at, in the end of summer, when the uh, tamarind's ripe, uh, you harvest them. Yeah. And then you husk them and de-seed them, roll them with salt and make little barrels, oh. right? And leave them in an earthen pot. A what pot? An earthen pot, like a clay pot. A clay pot, yeah, yeah. yeah. And cover it up, seal it up, and use it all year round. Oh, it's so a preserving. It's, it's, it's a, a preserving. Yeah, it's a preserving. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so you fish curry, prawn curry, uh, chicken curry, you know. So when you want to give some tang to it. Yeah, yeah. You dip your hand in. Pull a bit off. Pull a bit off. Squeeze the juice out of it. Oh, so you just get that and then yeah. you just squeeze yeah, straight yeah, out yeah, of that. I get it. Yeah. So because the salt then extracts the moisture out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you don't need to soak that. Because you know, the salt's dragged it's it like, there, yeah. you just squeeze it, squeeze it drips it, yeah. out. And it's it. really thick and... Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my mouth's salivating. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot of health benefits, I reckon. Yeah, it's, it's, a natural, yeah. it's a natural preservative. It's antibacterial. It's, um, yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, it's got a lot of um, health benefits. And they, they reckon, um, I mean, this is all lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. That if you had tamarind, like tamarind and honey, it helps you lose weight. Oh really? Yeah, could do with some of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <now. laughs> um, what? But going back, just what? What training did the? Wh- how different was the training from India to to England? You know, coming from the the Taj Mahal, yeah. and then to to England, you got a real view on two different styles well, of training. Well, the, the the whole training was pretty similar because oh, yeah? just as much as say when I was working at Langens, you had all the different sections. You had the the hoders were made at the garde manger. Yeah. Uh, then you had the poissonnier, the uh, entremetier, and uh, the grill. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, but then you also had uh, a butchery. So you'd get whole sides of beef and whole sides. In England. In England. Yeah. Whereas in India, you wouldn't get sides, but you would get whole legs. Joints or whatever. Joints and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then yeah. you de- deboned them and, uh, and, and made, made them into different cuts for different uh, uh, dishes. Yeah. You know, you made the escalopes and you made the steaks and um, like for the ragouts, you had the dice and... and so you learned that here. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, and, and then you saw a hone because like I'd never jo- uh, jointed a, a whole side of beef. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember Nigel used to be the butcher. And he had this room the size of your lounge room here, and um, big chopping block. And he would show, look at that. This this is is instruction for me how to debone a side of beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that so, actually on there? Yeah. Look, so it's on the back of the menu. Yeah, on the back of the menu. This is what you're gonna do. Uh, below that, below the shoulder, you've got eight ribs. The first five, four ribs. Then sirloin, yeah, 
then, then you've the got rump. the rump. Oh, the way it comes down the <laughs> comes side. Down the side. I get yeah, it. Yeah. She got the ribeye, the sirloin, the rump. Yeah, 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 yeah I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, the, so that was how he would sort of say, like, "This is how you're going to join that." Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. And then, then you left there, but you stayed in England. No, th- then I left there and I came to Australia. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So I came to Australia in 1984. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. my first job was working at good old leeches. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which is very similar. Is that similar. Your, sir? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the menu sir. setup was very similar. So <laughs> it's even got a drawing and yeah, all like yeah, the, the, yeah. the same sort of watercolors as as Langan's Rasary. Yeah. And Do you think they just ripped that off? Is that what you I mean? think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's but, whatever. But, if Paul, it's but Paul Lynch didn't want to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it doesn't really matter, does it? So and how long were you there for? That um, menu's thick. Yeah. Quality. So, so that was still. Was, I, was, I was there for about a year and a half. Yeah. Then I moved to another uh, fine dining restaurant uh, called Petit Chou. That was run by Michael Kaiser, who was a, uh, an Israeli uh, guy, and it was one of the top restaurants uh, then, so like top 10 restaurants yeah, in, okay. in Melbourne. Uh, then uh, I worked at, uh, there used to be another restaurant called La Bouille Bays. Oh. It's one of my favourite dishes in the yeah. world. Yeah, I yeah, love I've that got, dish. I've got, I've got, I've got La Bouillabaisse's menu here as well. So what year is this? Look at so that. this is like 86, 87. And yeah, then um, Café Society. Mussels Marinier, <laughs> local beer, mussels, pastry, shallots, white wine, serve their own cooking juices. Still going, yeah, still going strong, man, them dishes. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that prawn sushi nori? Does that say prawn? Yes. Prawn sushi nori. Yeah, yeah. Tempura better. Yeah, yeah. Lobster roll. Nineteen eighty lobster rolls. Still, yeah. you know, people are still doing lobster rolls. So yeah, it, that's yeah, it was different. Um, and that in in the eighties, French French cuisine was really big in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you had uh, uh, Browns. You had. Um, Fleury, you had you know, all these restaurants which was run by um, the, the television um, Ian Hudson. Okay. And yeah, so so, so was there a good in, back in them days? There was a good culinary scene in Melbourne. Would you oh, say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just sort of picking up. Yeah. And and that's when the good food guide started. Yeah, it's um, gone from strength to strength, hasn't yeah, it? Really. Let's yeah. be honest. You know, that's amazing. So, so there was the the Michelin Guide people came in at eighty five. Yeah. To Melbourne. Yeah. And. Uh, along with another chef, we had started Menage in Melbourne on the same lines as Menage at Trois, with uh, Anthony Wall Thompson's permission. And, and 1985, it in was Melbourne. in Melbourne, yeah, okay. which is now Le Boeuf in Turak Road. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that year, one was, was allocated as one of the top 10 restaurants, along with Balzac, Petit Chou. Cafe Society, Fleury's, uh, and, and all these. And you must you must have been pretty confident coming from Taj Mahal, London, working at Big coming to, you must have felt like you had some skills, did you? Yeah, yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I think I can... Hang with the best of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, great. But then, um, when I decided that I was going to start my own business, Melbourne was different then. Yeah, there weren't yeah. many coloured guys cooking. In yeah, it's, it was white, predominantly yeah, white. Predominantly white, yes. Predominantly white. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So I said, well, I have to play it safe. I can't open a yeah French restaurant. French restaurant and black and, guy yeah, yeah, cooking. Yeah, so exactly, what the fuck? Yeah. He knows about cooking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. It was going to be hard work right from the start. Yeah. So 
I honed all my skills of Indian cooking from the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And opened up my first place in 1994. Oh, right, okay. In, in Blackburn. Doing Indian food. Indian food. Refined or just, you know, or would you, or just like, a, just what you would yeah, find? Yeah, just traditional. Traditional Indian Yeah, restaurant. old fashioned Indian food like you would get in, 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 in London in, yeah, or yeah, in England. Yeah. You know, chicken tikka masala, butter chicken, wow. lambuna, you know, Rogan Josh. Rogan Josh. And, the piazza. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And like the piazza, like it's so big in, in England, yeah. in Melbourne, nobody knows a do piazza. Yeah. Like I've got one of the jars. Yeah, you do one, don't yeah. you? I and love it. I love your stuff. <laughs> I use it all the time. And with do piazza, and uh, and and people say, never heard of that. What's that? I said, oh. And a pom comes in. It says do piazza. <laughs> I haven't seen that for ages. <laughs> I'm grabbing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it, it's it's one of the. I would say in English, chicken tikka masala, yeah. but like but chicken, but chicken, yeah. Chicken tikka masala in England is massive. massive it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Lamb de piazza, would, yeah. it would be, it says another huge one. Um, uh, what are the other ones? Uh, the other ones are, are really big. Yeah, you got the Rogan Josh. Rogan Josh, got, but I'm thinking yeah. uh, Dansak. Dansak, yeah, that's yeah, a Dan- very passy. I'm actually working on a Dansak restaurant. Like, when I first found Dansak, because yeah. I used to be chicken, t- you know, yeah, when you're yeah. a kid, you start off on coma, yeah. you know, chicken, yeah. chicken coma, mild, mild yeah, you know, yeah. your dad gets whatever and you get a coma. This is like the introduction of Indian food as yes. a kid, you know, yeah. you get the coma. And then you'll probably progress to like chicken tikka after yeah. or tandoori chicken, chicken masala yeah. or chicken tikka that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then and then as you get a bit older, you're like, oh, can I get something else? And I get you know you, you, your spice your palate gets a little get used, used to it, to it yeah, and you yeah. want to have a little bit more spice. spice exactly, and it's so addictive. Yeah, for sure, exactly. <laughs> so and then it would be like lamb dance. But now, generally, when I go to an Indian restaurant in England. I don't look at any of the cook. They normally do a chef's mm. choice or yeah. you know specials, specials yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I always just go off that. Yeah. If there's a lamb shank, and I only got into this a few a few years before I left um, England, I, I always get the lamb shank now. Yeah. Whatever they do, the, the lamb shank yeah. with uh, nine times out of ten. It's, I, I it's, get it's generally it's a good dish to make Rogan Josh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lamb shank because it's got that bone and it gives the that gel- intensity. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That big. That big kick with the marrow from the. Yeah. From the yeah. from the bone from the bone marrow. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. I, 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 that's how that's how it all started. So you opened a traditional, basically a traditional yeah. style Indian yeah. restaurant. So and was very busy in 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 those days. And like from a little place, we were sort of pumping it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then I started in, uh, about two years later. I started one in uh, Bran on yeah. Commercial Road, and then two years later I started another one in uh, Burley Street in Richmond. So you had three? Three, yeah, yeah. And That's then, great. Yeah, and then in 2015, I had a little bit of a family. Okay. Um, my wife was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Yeah. And uh, so it was like a push and pull between running the restaurant or looking, or being being with the missus. Yeah, yeah, to one horse race, innit? Yeah. So to one horse race, yeah. I just said, man, Done. They go, I can always come back to a restaurant any day. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then I found, being at home for about a year, I found that, man, there's life after. <laughs> outside <laughs> the outside kitchen. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And it, no longer working in the evenings. Yeah. I got too used to it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I said, oh, I'm not going back to a restaurant again. It's hard, isn't yeah. it? It's hard. And so I said, what am I going to do? So that's when I started, thought about, oh, what if I provided Aussie's 
uh, authentic recipe with my, some of my family re recipes, some of my own creations, so that they can just open a jar. They don't need to chop any onions or anything. Just get their meat, saute it, add the uh, the paste to it, yeah. add water or stock, and bang, you've got a curry in no time. Yeah, and, and they, are, um, uh, they are fantastic. I use them in, in all kinds of things, like if I'm braising lentils or yeah. whatever, and just to give things a little bit of a, a, little mm -hmm. bit of a, a, bit of a kick, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If I'm sauteing spinach or something, you know, I, I won't just use them in the, you know, to make curries. I use it yeah. in all kinds yeah. of stuff, honestly. Yeah, it's just adding that little bit of a zing or a flavor to. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. to change it up a bit, mm. you know, especially if you're like, you know, you're trying to eat a bit healthier. Yeah. You know, with vegetables and all, you know, you can only have so much boiled broccoli or whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's nice if you can just cook that off a little bit and then just toss the broccoli in that or yeah. do you know just change yeah. and put peas because mm. we I used to do a, I used to do I used to eat a dish or um peas pea no pea keema peas keema peas do you know I'm keema? actually I'm actually doing that f this week for uh, the Burundara farmers market for a tasting ah, yeah 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 keema peas so Mints. Mints and green peas, and yeah. I'm going to cook it with the red spice, uh, red spice barbecue marinade that I have. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I, like that's one of my favorite things. I swear. I, the I, other day I did samosas with keema. Did the keema peas? Yeah. And wrapped them. Set, in, the, set the mix yeah. and then wrap. And it. then wrap them in phyllo pastry. Yeah, yeah. And and made these little triangles. Yeah. And fried them. No, no, just baked them. Oh, in just the baked oven. them in the oven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were they good? Yeah, they were just. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with a bit of um, minted yogurt. Yeah. And, and tamarind chutney. Tamarind chutney? Yeah. You don't, do you do that? Yeah, yeah I, I do yeah, have tamarind yeah, chutney, yeah. yeah. Is it good? Yeah, so I've got tamarind and date chutney. And I have another one, which is an olive and jaggery chutney. Jaggery, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be honest, I don't, jaggery, what's jaggery? Jaggery is the first stage of uh, sugarcane juice when it's cooked. Okay. So when jaggery, jaggery. So so when sugarcane is first um, extracted from the sugarcane, yeah, uh, the juice, yeah, um, and then it's cooked, it forms a thick molasses. You can smell it up when you go up. You know when you go up north. Have you yeah. been there? Like yeah. you come, canes and all and that. You can yeah. smell. Yeah. And that must be what that yeah. is, is it? And and then the f then from that stage it starts getting refined. Yeah, okay. Which is bad really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, as it's So sad. that is it's so jaggery is better than having yeah, brown yeah. sugar. And how do you buy it? Oh you you, you get it in a paste? Uh, or no, no, it comes as a block. A block of yeah. like a rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And um so it's a very traditional uh northeast Indian chutney. Right, okay. So like from Bengal um, Assam. And again, you, know. you have these with curries, or yeah. do you have these with like yeah. breads, or you, how? You have it with curries as a uh, as a condiment. side dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a condiment. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Indian food there's a lot of condiments. Yeah, so you like, you know how here we have hot food, like if it's not hot, it's not a curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In yeah. India, because you know house, households are quite big, you know, one point three billion. <laughs> is that how many people are in India? Yeah. So, so every house has got, and most most households are joint families. So multiple families, multiple families, within. like uncles, yeah. aunties, you know, their kids, yeah. and grandparents, all under the one roof. Yeah, yeah. So when they're cooking, we all have different taste. So you can't cook. I get so it. So they do a standard curry. They'll do a dal. They'll do a vegetable, and you like it spicy. You take the mango pickle. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't want it that spicy. Have the yogurt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you have mango pickle, chili and garlic, uh, lemon pickle, uh, or a mango chutney. Lime chutney. Lime chutney. I love that. Or or a kasundi with it, or a, you know, raita with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so all those little bits and so pieces. So that's where it comes from. That's yeah. why. Oh, right. Okay. That's so, you, so, so, yeah. so, so, so you'll have a plate. You'll have a blob of rice. You'll have a bit of chutney, a bit of um, uh, ginger and uh, 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 garlic and chili uh, roasted powder. Uh, you'll have um, a sweet pickle, a hot pickle, yeah, yeah. a chili pickle. Yeah. So yeah, so pickles are big in uh, in, Indian uh, in, in Indian cuisine. Yeah, That's and so they they always used as a enhancer to make it spicy or make it to your uh, taste to your taste. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, mm. just before we get into spices, which I want to get into. But you brought another menu from a pop-up you did in nineteen uh, eighty-four. So just before I came to just before I came to Australia, yeah. Um, Anthony Oral Thompson went in collaboration with uh, the Taj Mahal Hotel and said, "Oh, this guy is leaving." But just before he <laughs> sort of packs his bags and goes to Australia. We'll do a pop-up in uh, in uh, in Bombay. So he came up with this menu. So this would have been really ahead of its time. Yeah. Really. So when we were yeah. talking of pop-ups, Anthony. Because I used to run a pop-up, didn't I? That's how we got talking about. It. I used to yeah. run a pop-up here in Melbourne, and I thought I was at cutting edge. So like, look at me he ahead was, of the time. He was doing it in 1984. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was way behind. So that, here's the menu from January to February 1984. For yeah, a, for a month. Yeah, for about six weeks. So did, did you you manage this? Yeah, you ran yeah, this, yeah, did yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, ran, I ran this menu. At, um, so this was a menu that was actually on in, in the Taj Mahal, Taj Mahal at, in, in Bombay. At, yeah, in Bombay at the Apollo Bar, which was next to the French restaurant. There was a bar called the Apollo Bar. Yeah. yeah. So then prices... Are in, oh, they're in rupees. They're in rupees, yeah, right. yeah. So that would be like today's... Um, so that's 20 rupees. 20 rupees for uh, the cocktail Yeah, would be like 50 cents. And it's also bloody... And it's also <laughs> 20 rupees for uh, fresh spinach mousse yeah. served with young vegetables, two sauces, Cucumber, cucumber cream, cream and a pimento cream. And a <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so a fresh, fresh spinach mousse. Yeah. Served with young vegetables, two sauces. You get two sauces. Yeah. Beautiful. So, a so, fresh so, cucumber so, cream. So the plate would be. So half the plate would be with the green sauce, and the other half was with the orange sauce with yeah. the pimentos, and then the timbal of the mousse. Yeah, the crab mousse. Yeah, would be in between. Was that made with a mousseline? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cream, like, like a, pro, a fish protein. Yeah. Oh, you've got the... Like, this, say, say, for example, the cucumber ribbon. Or... Yeah, yeah. Look at it. It's amazing. So, before, you sh you're showing me, like, a, a book, like, A4 paper yeah. with them drawn on, with them on. So, this is how the presentation's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> those computers, you took yeah. a photo and yeah. wrote a spec and all that. Yeah. Someone would write, just draw the draw picture. The, draw the picture. <laughs> send you to yeah. India. This is how you're going to do it. This is the yeah. picture. And just send you to India so, yeah, and do so it. This, this was, so, 10-inch plate, it says. Oh, does it actually say it? 10-inch <laughs> plate. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then there's something on a on an eight inch plate. Oh, it's a bit smaller. Can't get yeah. them wrong. <laughs> and then there's a twelve inch plate <laughs> with with the chicken breast and and it's got uh, chervil, potato wafer. Uh, what else? Chicken and spinach. Um, 
and a tomato slice. It's amazing. It's it. I'm just reading this one here. A ragu. I have to pack this in, but I just get fascinated. Third, a ragu of lobster and chicken with asparagus served with rosemary cream. Beautiful. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. What's that other one? Beef and pork filling. Um, it must have been on. quite. Yeah. Look, because there's beef and pork, yeah. and then the, you know lobster and chicken. chicken. It must have been quite a thing at that time, time to yeah. mix. Yeah. To, yeah. Mix. to mix, mix and match. And, yeah. and and if you look at it, it's the some of the sauces had. Indian flavors in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of spice. Spice in it, so like you'd have the hint of cumin or a hint of turmeric. Yeah. And that was Anthony Worrell Thompson. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you very much. That, so you know, that's then there's, there's there's another another menu. So we had the ravioli of truffles and morels. Red mullet. I remember red mullet being yeah. when that started getting massive. Baby chicken. Milfoy. Beef sirloin. And again, beef sirloin and chicken. Wild mushrooms and truffle, beautiful man, absolutely fantastic. So that, like I said, 1984, 1984, early 1984 yeah. as well, so I was four-year-old, so when I came to Australia in 2010 and did a pop-up and thought I was ahead of my time, <laughs> I was fucking dreaming. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Never mind. It worked. Yeah, exactly, it was all right, exactly. Um, what are the most common spices that you do use in India, would you say? What's like the, the mother spices that you would Well, say? look, the basic spices you'd use in, in Indian food would be cumin, coriander, turmeric, chili. Yeah, okay. So, like, you could make a curry with, with that, with those four dishes, uh, four yeah. four items. Yeah. Right. And then you need onion, you need ginger, garlic, fresh chili, and nothing like coriander to finish it off. Fresh coriander as a garnish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so. again, with them spices, is that powder? Most of them, like, well, what cumin seeds? Cumin seeds. So, so generally, um, it is better to start with seeds yeah whole roast what you want grind it as you go and, and go straight and away go straight cook straight away it gives yeah. so much intensity yeah 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 the powders so the powders the longer they stay because if you get you know you go to the supermarket and you get a packet of powder or um, you know even if it's 100 grams to, to make a curry for two people collectively you just need 10 grams or yeah, a little tiny bit, isn't tiny it? bit of this, yeah, yeah. a bit of that, and a bit of that, and um, depending on on what flavor you want out of your curry, what is the dominant flavor you like? Like I just make, uh, say for example, Brussels sprouts are in season. Yeah, I just do a Brussels sprout and potato with mustard seed, curry leaves, and turmeric. That's it. That's it. And stock? No, no. That's just, it. Just pan fry. And, and then just put a lid on it and just oh, let, and it, cook it, stew it, a little stew bit. it with its own uh, yeah, steam moisture and, and, and yeah, steam. Yeah, yeah. Huh? And it gives a fantastic, fantastic taste. And if you wanted to make it spicy, you would put in a green chili or a red chili. Yeah. And, uh, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Complicated, does it? no. No. You know? Less is good. Yeah, less is more. <laughs> less is more. Yeah, as I say. And what what would you say? So what, I was going to say, what are your tips? Are you really is try and use as much seeds as you can. Yeah. yeah. Toss them and grind them to order if yeah. you can. So you know you could get a coffee grinder. Yeah. A little coffee grinder. Yeah. Or you could just use a mortar and pestle. Yeah. It doesn't take long, yeah. does it? Like some curries, you need to have really fine powder. Yeah. Other curries, you can have coarse powder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coarsely ground, so so you can feel the spices as you eat, and you can oh. Bit of a cr- not a crunch, but not a, a crunch, texture. but oh, I, I, I can I can taste coriander. Yeah. I can taste cumin. 
That's coriander seeds, seeds we're talking yeah, about, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you get that feel when you're, when you're chewing on your, uh, uh, on your meat or uh, yeah, yeah. vegetables. There's a lot. There's also a lot. Yeah, there's the Indian food. There's a lot of pulses, isn't there? Lentils. Yeah, lentils, beans. lentils, and pulses are big. Yeah. In in Indian cuisine, like in India, you say, you know, a man's happy if you can get dal and roti. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Give yeah. a man dal and roti, and he's satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every poor person, there's so much poverty in India. Yeah. But everybody gets to eat dal and roti. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's a king. Eat yeah. like a king. I get yeah. it. The um, I love lentils. Like yeah. pui lentil. We call them pui. Yeah. P u y. Yeah. Pui, the, the, the French. Lentils. The French lentils. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it the same ones? Are they what you use? Or? Yeah. Well, in in India, you use the red lentils. Yeah. There's the green, the green, yellow, yellow, yellow lentils. Then you've got the the split pea. Then you've yeah. got the Bengal gram. I haven't seen that. Yeah. So they're they're all different lentils. Yeah. Like last night, I made a soup with. Uh, Red lentils, split peas, and vegetables with uh, just turmeric and curry leaves. Is it good? Yeah, and and and, um, and just to give that little bit of a Western flavor to it, I had some uh, Spanish chorizo. Chopped it up and sweated it out at first. Yeah. So it gave that just a little one inch piece. Yeah, into yeah. It. You don't need much for sure. Exactly. Yeah. I love putting chorizo in things as well. Yeah. I understand. It, it's funny what you're saying, like with the green split peas in England, we, you know, we do ham, ham and pea soup yeah, we yeah. Use, or mushy peas, yes. which is more like we season it with malt vinegar, uh, maybe some ham, um, some bacon skin or yeah. some, when you cook the peas yeah. and where you would do something. And then also with the yellow split peas, we make a thing, um, it's, it's called peas pudding. And that's, we, we make that with yellow split peas. Yeah, yeah. And again, we use ham stock. Yeah. Um, Walnut oil, yeah. uh, tarragon vinegar, yes. season it up, and it's like a, it's, it's almost like an English version of hummus. Okay, and we use it. Yeah. So it's just it's funny the way that you um, you know the same ingredients mm. because obviously England and, and India have got a, quite a good relationship. Right. Well, <laughs> well they're rulers for three hundred freaking years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of the same um, ingredients, like yeah. the peas, the split peas, you know, the lentils and all this. But what we do with them is a lot different to what you guys yeah. do with them. Yeah. You know, it's just again, history, it's very interesting. It was funny that the East India Company ruled India for three hundred years. And then later on, and it was the biggest private army in the world at that time. Is that right? Yeah, the East India, the East India Company. Bloody hell! <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was a private organization. They were just their business, and yeah. later on, then it got amalgamated as yeah, yeah. Uh, the British Raj and, yeah. and so on. Yeah. The I was I watched a documentary about India the other day. Actually, you know, it, it used to be a motorbike rider, and he. Um, in, uh, oh, yeah, they went as sh- they used to go around on the motorbike yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and cook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you're two of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hairy guys. Yeah, something? yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. What are they called? Hairy bikers. Hairy bikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were. I think they were going to. Um, they went to one of these like sh- shanty towns yeah. or whatever, and it looks like really like not very nice from the outside and, and you know a bit like oh you know a bit scary a bit like po- real poverty yeah. when you actually got in there there were like proper towns you know yeah. like there was a barbers yeah. there was like a you know department not department but like a, you know it, shop, grocery stores grocery and, stores yeah, yeah. and it, and the people's houses were really nice and clean, clean. and they were all they, they eating did great well. pride doesn't matter how poor you are in india yeah you you might have a, a cow dung 
um, floor, we, the cow dung is used quite a lot. Is it cow in, shit, isn't it? Cow, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they use it as fuel in India. What, in the cars or something? No, 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 it? to cook. Oh, you see? Yeah, 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 to cook. So in, so in, in summer, they'll, they'll use, collect cow the, pets. Yeah, yeah. They'll make little uh, pets out of it and uh, dry them out in the sun. And then in, uh, in the monsoon, when you don't have too wet or whatever. the woods too wet and all that, they'll use these cow pets. Does it smell or not, no? Oh, it does smell, but it's got this cow sacred. Yeah, oh, so, is it? so it doesn't matter anything from the cow, <laughs> except the meat. <laughs> yeah, cow sacred in yes, India. Yeah, what religions are there? That is a Hindu, 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 Hindu. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. so they use it. Well, that's fine. That's fucking hell. They use it. Yeah. Why not? And and they use it to uh, like you take uh, reeds, you know, grass. Yeah, yeah, grass reeds. Yeah. yeah, and then slap it, plaster it with cow dung. Oh, serious? So, serious. So. That's how they build the houses. Houses, yeah. Genius. And and the floor, you'd have a mud floor, and then you'd spread cow dung, a really thin layer of cow dung, yeah, uh, like watery mush. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd just take a hard broom and sweep on it, and it will just dry. And you sleep on it. You ate, cook, you do. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's That's really good. Why yeah. waste it? <laughs> if you can right. use it, why waste it? For sure. So. Yeah, but the point I was making was all them, the houses, you look at them and you think, oh, that's, mm. you know, mm. dirty people. Yeah. Or what, let's just say that's what you do yeah. think. You can't, yeah. you know, you just do. Appearances are deceptive. Exactly. Yeah. And when you get in there, it's yeah. not nothing like that. Mm. It's really nice. And they said they were really welcoming. And, yeah. and all, it was really, it was, that was very interesting. Um, let's talk, I just want to talk through some, some dishes. Like if you could just say what what goes into them or like what mm. style they are. So like mm. if we say like di piazza, style yeah. of a... In- well, do piazza is uh, a North Indian uh, dish. Yeah. And it, it is one of those dishes historically, it said that it was an accident when one of the cooks or the Mughals, Mughals were the ones who came from Persia. Okay. Yeah, so they, uh, so they were these big, uh, rich uh, kings. Yeah. And um, so one of his cook didn't realize that he had already put onions in it and somebody else went and put more onions into the curry. The dish got done. Now, so what do you say? He says, do piazza. Do means two. Yeah. And piaz means onion. Oh, two onions. Two onions. <laughs> right. So that's that. So yeah, so that's that's why the dish is called do piazza because it was by mistake, the onions were sautéed, and then somebody else came in and realized that oh, I don't think I put onions in here, and he put another lot of onions. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure that the onions were there. Yeah. And came a dish called do piazza. Fantastic. Which literally translates to two onions. Onions. And yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's so, great. So that's a North Indian uh, butter chicken. Butter chicken. Well, butter chicken is sort of made more famous by you palms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in India, it's a lot spicier. Mm. And butter chicken was a way of using tandoori chicken, which was left all up. Right. Okay. So most villages in North India, there's a tandoori oven. So yeah. like. There would be just like we have bakeries. Yeah. There would be a guy who would have his his business was to have a tandoori oven, and he would make the bread for the village. Right. Okay. So people would go and buy 
flatbread naans or rotis off him for their meals at home. Yeah. But then one of the other things they would also do is take chicken, get him to cook the chicken, and that's the tandoori chicken because you don't have tandoori ovens at home. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, just like we have ovens in our in our apartments or houses, yeah. there are no ovens in India. So the tandoori oven would be a village. A guy in the village would have a tandoori oven. People would take their stuff to him. He would cook it. Now, what do you do with the leftover chicken? It was dry the next day. Yeah. So they invented this, made this tomato sauce with yogurt and tomato and cream and fenugreek. Add some nuts to it, and so you've got the butter chicken. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And go them ovens. That still happens in Morocco and places, you know, you go and mm. take your tagine to this guy who, uh, who looks after them throughout the day. And again, like um, in French cooking, boulanger, boulanger yeah. potatoes, you take your potatoes, take your potatoes to the to bakers the baker, yeah. and he cooks the potatoes and you pick it up yeah, an yeah. hour later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so again, in yeah. all cultures, that, that's... Yeah. So like even with our bakeries back in Bombay, yeah. people don't have ovens at home. So at Christmas time, everybody makes cakes and they line up at the bakery, at our bakeries. To put them through the oven? To put them through the oven. Oh, still this day they don't have ovens? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I so, thought this is going back no, in no, the no, day. No, no, no. Like, and, uh, and So these a, a tandoor normal, still norm- going? These tandoor shops, are they still available? Yeah, they're still there, yeah. Oh, so right, so okay. they, they're, still, they're still operate. Nothing's going to take them away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you would go with your chicken on a skew or something, would you? Yeah, so you just take the chicken and he's got the skewers. All oh, right, yeah. He'll thread them. Stick them in. I tell you, come back in ten minutes or twenty minutes, yeah. and he'll have your name on it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your here's your four chicken. Here's your two chicken, and you pay him. How big are these tandoors? I've I've only ever seen tandoors that are like, you know, it's like a cylinder with inside a square well, block. And well, generally, depending, they vary in size. So you could have, like, that's a meter and a one yeah, and a half meter. Half meters, yes. So you'd have a one and a half meter square. Yeah, and then it's got a circle in the middle, hasn't it? And then you've got in that square, you would put uh, the drum or the earthen pot, which is the tandoori oven. Yeah. Insulated all around with heat retaining, like sand and clay. Glass glass and Anything that will retain heat. Yeah. Right? Like um, insulation, um, what you call, uh, you know, jute glass pebbles anything that keeps that heat yeah. in and and then you just seal it all up and put a ring on it so you don't break the the, 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 the clay the clay dish yeah. yeah and then it's got a hole at the bottom which circulates the air and you control the temperature because you put coal in there yeah, yeah. You, you put charcoal in charcoal yeah and and you fire it up and um and then and you just feed that do you you just feed the charcoal well generally you just do it once a day really heat it up yeah and that heat would retain yeah. because of all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the heat heat retains and then with the uh, heat you slap your bread on the walls and you cook your naans, rotis, parathas and, and stuff on the And then you put the skewers and straight the skewers, down. You don't just you? lie them down. Straight down, yeah. And then you control the temperature from uh, by the amount of air you let in. Yeah. And that heats it up or makes the colds die down. It's something unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, so it's, it's a very traditional... It's beautiful. Uh, if, you, if no one's ever yeah. had any meat that's been done in a tandoor, tandoor properly, yeah, yeah. it's somewhere else. You get them like darkened bits on the outside. That's right, you get the charred bits yeah. and all the fat just drips inside. And then they also get smoky because uh, the fat 
burns. It hits the coal. Hits the coal and it smokes the coal. It's beautiful. And, and it just gives that smoky flavour to it. We used to go to a kebab shop. Again, in England, you know, there's there's kebab shops that are made yeah. Indian kebab shops. Yeah. So instead they of getting... They do it on skewers. Skewers, yeah, yeah. And on a, on a, on a tabletop charcoal. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then they also, and you know, you'll get a naan. Yeah. It's, you know, instead of a pitta or a, yeah. you know, Greek style, yeah. they'll do it in a naan. And then, they'll, you know, they'll put the garlic yogurt yes. in, or in, in the roll it up, shredded Sh- cabbage. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do, you get tandoori chicken, chicken and tandoori just lats. pull it out. Yeah. And then roll it with the mint chutney <sighs> and, and, and all that. So they're, they're called, they're actually called kati kebabs. Oh, are they? oh it's yeah. a thing? Yeah. Right, okay. So, kati, so kebab. kati kebab, K-H-A-T-I. Okay. Now, so, on a, I've seen me, this is true story. I once bought one, Tom Anglesey was with me at the time, one of my friends, you can verify this. I bought, they're a good size, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I, I, I got it and we were walking down the street and we ate it. And I enjoyed it that much. I just had to go back and get another yeah. one. I swear, I walked back and I got another one. I get that. It was just, I just love them. So in if Manchester. You, if you ever go to Bombay, right, just behind the Taj Mahal Hotel, there's a lane. And there is a guy who sets up shop. He's a multimillionaire. Is he? Right? He's a Muslim guy. And he just does these kebabs. On skewers, makes these flatbread on an upside down um, wok. Yeah, yeah, heated from the bottom. He slaps, the, them, on the slaps them on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And then you put some cabbages, lettuce, raw tomato, raw onion, yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Some ask, they'll tell you, do you want it spicy? Which what, what, what chutney do you want? And and so on. And they'll have lamb kebabs or chicken kebabs or fish kebabs. Oh, and you just roll it up and you. And you sit on the street on top of your car bonnet and yeah. just eat. And it, go, it starts at around nine o'clock in the evening and goes up till about three or four in the morning. Busy? Is busy. He, is he busy? Absolutely packed. Is, it best you, is that the best you can get you yeah. again? Yeah. And this is a street which would be like 50 meters long. Yeah, yeah. And he's taken over the whole street. Every, and he's there every night, every day. is he? Yeah. Man, and he's, do you think he's made his money from he, doing he's, that? Yeah, he's, anybody who's been to Bombay, any any Aussie or English guy, he has been to Baremia. What's it called? He's called his Baremia. Baremia is um, Big Uncle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's so if you go to yeah. Bombay, you go, I want to go. I would love to go. Maybe one day we go together. And, that's, and, and, that's the trick. And he makes, he makes the best kebabs, these kati rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I would love that. Let's go back. Vindaloo. Where did Vindaloo come from? Well, Vindaloo from? is um, it's is essentially a Christian dish, and it is always made with pork. Okay. Right, and it is it was brought by the Portuguese. Yeah. The Portuguese probably bought legs of ham and stuff when they yeah, came yeah. on their boats, and and when they ended up in India. Uh, they use spices because no refrigeration to marinate and keep make it last longer. So they used balsamic vinegar and uh, lots of ginger and garlic. So garlic, they bought garlic with them yeah. from um, probably Spain, Spain or whatever. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. And so garlic is not an Indian. Uh, you didn't have garlic. No. So oh, okay. Yeah, even chili. So the chili and all came from. I'm sure it came from South America. And uh, so all these, with these things, they made this dish, so and yeah. and it, that's what Vindalu is all about. So yeah, it's, okay. it's a pork dish essentially, we, and yeah. it's in Bombay. So all the Christian community from on the west coast of India, 
Yeah. Going from uh, Bombay about 100 kilometers north, 100 kilometers south. A couple of hundred kilometers south. Yeah. It's... That's another reason about it, in Indian food, why it's so, so different, is because yeah. you've got Muslim, Hindu, Hindus. Christian... Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Sikhs, Sikhs, Parsis. Yeah, exactly. So, and all these have different. different. We can't eat this. We can't yeah, eat that. Some right. are just pure vegetarian. And, and, and also, so it's divided by religion. It's divided by state. Yeah, yeah. Divided by language. Weather. Yeah. So, so yeah. as you go south, the weather's hot. The spicier the food, because the more spicy you eat, sweating. You sweat it. You yeah. cool down. Yeah. In the north, colder. It, the Himalayas and all that, so the winters are quite um, cold, cold. Under, yeah, yeah. and uh, so you need richer food, so you have butters and creams and... A bit more the French style, yeah. really, isn't and, it? Yeah. And, and big in dairy in the north, with yeah. the buffaloes, lots of buffalo milk. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah so, so in the north, the food's a lot more richer and um, lots of nuts and, uh, and cream and yogurt. Yeah, okay. Whereas in the south, and the, and the, and the gravies are thicker. Up in north. the north, yeah. whereas in the south, quite they're, watery. They're, they're watery and thinner. Yeah, okay. Because again, because of the weather. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. when you when you do have a huge country like that, you go, you're always going to have variations yeah. in, uh, in in cuisine. Yeah, just like in in, in France, every region. Yeah, yeah. has got a speciality. I think as well, the big one though is is the religion. You know, yeah. because you don't eat cow, so yeah. Muslims don't eat pork. pork hin- yeah. Some are vegetarian. Some I think. Are yeah, hundred, vegetarian. Some yeah. some don't eat onion and garlic. Some don't eat. Yeah, exactly. So that uh, yeah. that uh, again change changes. The but Indian whole. food is if if anybody is looking for vegetarian options or vegan yeah, options, yeah, that's the go, isn't it? That's the go. Yeah, Indian yeah. food. You can get lots of flavor in it. Exactly. And you can get lots of variety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rogan Josh, where was that? Where? Yeah, Rogan Josh is a Kashmiri dish. So, right from Kashmir, Rogan um, Josh means oomph. Oh, kick, like kick. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and Rogan is the red coloring that you get from all the oil that comes up from the spices. Yeah, yeah, I, I know at, that, at, yeah, at the top. top, yeah, yeah. So you would skim that off and you would use it to cook. What, next time? Next time. Right, okay, yeah, So that's yeah. the Rogan. Right, so that's called a Rogan. Yeah. That fat that comes, comes up to up the top, that from, red from fat. The, and it's, a Rogan Josh is essentially a lamb. Lamb dish, yeah, or a yeah. goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very gamey. So in India, you a lot of fat yeah. as yeah. well, isn't it? A lot there? of fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and that's called a rogan. Rogan, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. didn't know that. So, so, so you'd f- use that. So when, when, if you look at any Indian recipe, they'll always say, cook your meat, cook your cook your curry till the fat comes up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, so when you see that fat, you're gonna, you you know it's going to be nearly ready. You're nearly ready. Yeah. 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 So so that when and then you skim that fat. And you keep it, use it when you're doing the next Rogan Josh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it just adds that much more flavour. So into Rogan the, and yeah. then Josh, Josh. The, the fat, the, the kick of the fat. Yeah, yeah the oomph of the fat. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Dansak? Dansak is a, is a Parsi dish. Right? So the Parsis came from present-day Iran. So they were sort of persecuted in Iran and their religion is called Zarastra. Okay, I didn't even what? know that. This is fascinating, honestly. <laughs> I love this stuff. So, so yeah, so they, they, they worship fire. So they, their, their temples are called Agyaris. So, so where there's always a fire burning. 
and they're the most philanthropic people in India, right? So yeah. the Taj Mahal was built, the hotel, the Taj yeah. Hotel was built by the Tatars, their Parsis. Right, okay. And their dish, their traditional dish is a dhansak, which is a combination of lentils and vegetables, a sauce made with lentils and vegetables. And then you can do a lamb dansak or a chicken dansak yeah. or just a dansak and you have it with rice. When I, when I first found that, honestly, mm. it, I couldn't... Be, it, it's a very hearty blew, dish. Oh, it blew my mind. Yeah. I was just... Because I love lentils. It's with lentils. Lentils, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, I love lentils. Lentils are one of my favourite things I can eat. And then it was a curry. You know, obviously there's dal and the yes. rest of it, but... Which is a bit more... I don't know. The dals I've had are a bit more wet, a bit more yeah. soupy kind of yeah, style. Yeah. And... Um, where this was more like, like it was like a curry, it was yeah, thick, thick and all that. Yeah. I was like, and it's got the tang in it. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. is this. The, I just couldn't. I was so so. I think, the, and then you know, as you do in England, and this is a, you, you get your dish. Like I said, I changed yeah. now. I've got a bit older. You get your dish, and you probably stick on that dish for like yeah. a year. Yeah. So there's probably people that have stuck on that dish for twenty, 20 years. years. I'm not joking. <laughs> They'll come in and have the same thing. You know that, yeah. and I'm knocking people like that. That is hundred yeah. percent fine. But when I found Danzak, I then had Danzak. I mm. must, you know. So I'm, I'm I'm working on a Danzak recipe uh, as one of my on my product range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, so, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And then biryani. Biryani, like biryani, is an Indian version of a risotto. Yeah. Right? But not quite risotto. Yeah. So you, it's sort of, you, you, there are different types of biryanis. So there are biryanis where you can cook your lamb or your chicken and layer it with rice. Yeah. Or there's a biryani where you have your raw meat and layer it with rice. And then you uh, seal the, the pot or pot whatever. I get with, it. And, and then. Bake it all Bake together. It, yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. you you put it on a charcoal flame and you put charcoal on top. Bloody and, and and you you heat from top, top and, bottom. and bottom. Yeah. 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 And that's called a dumb biryani, not stupid, not yeah, dumb yeah. as in. Yeah, not so but, smart. Yeah. <laughs> but dumb as in um, to to cook under pressure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the the moisture from the rice and the meat. And it's in a sealed it's pot. It's in a sealed pot. Can't get out. Can't get out. Yeah. And it just cooks it. And that is just fantastic. So, so what you do is, say, for example, you're doing a, an easy biryani. You would cook a, a, a thick chicken curry or a lamb curry, like a, a thick Rogan Josh, yeah. if you're doing a goat biryani. Yeah. And then you sort of half cook the rice, parboil the rice. Yeah. Drain it. Put a layer of uh, curry at the bottom just to, to keep it moist. Yeah. Then layer it with uh, uh, rice, then sprinkle some mint, fried onions, uh, fried nuts, cashews, almonds, sultanas, a bit of tomato, then put another layer of meat, another layer of rice, and the toppings, Yeah. and keep building it up. And then do the same thing, put a lid on it, seal it, and everything, and you finally cook the rice with the moisture from the curry. From the curry, and then you've got this whole dish. So it's a dish in itself. When you have biryani, you only have biryani with either yogurt or dal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I'm going to be totally honest with you. That sounds absolutely unbelievable. I would I would love to try. I, honestly, I would really love to. Try. But I've always been let down by biryani. It's a bit dry. That's yeah, why it yeah. is a bit dry. I think it's. If, if you go somewhere and they do it, because I've spoken to a lot of people about this, because I've, I've, I've ordered it a few times and I'm like, 
I want it to be great, and it just it just hasn't been like how I want it to be. But in 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 Melbourne, the restaurants don't do it that way. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, exactly. Because you need so you need to do a pot like. Yeah, yeah. This, so we like twenty serves or and thirty I, serves. And I mentioned a bit like a paella kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like you, when you go to Spain in a lot of good restaurants you've got to pre-order the paella yeah. do you know what, do you yeah. know what I mean they won't just make it there and then um, but yeah a few people have said to me if you go to India and you go to a place they'll just specialize. they just do biryani. yeah they just yeah. do biryani yeah all they'll do is biryani. yeah so that's the place yeah. so that's the place so now I just I think right okay I'm just going to wait I'm just going <laughs> to um, what is a tiffin box uh-huh now tiffin box in Bombay there is what you call dabawalas have you heard of them? No. Okay. And I, I know what a tiffin yeah. box is really, but I don't. Yeah, go so, on, but so, I don't know what so a tiffin box is like a stainless steel um, layered container, right, with a handle. Yeah. So the Dabawalas in Bombay uh, go to your house, pick up the lunch your wife's cooked, and you get home cooked food at your office from your wife. From your wife. I get it. So she, you go to work. She cooks she it in cooks the morning. She cooks it in the morning. Yeah. So he, he this Dabawala has got a um, has got a, a schedule, and I do know what they are. I'm lying. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. But now you explain because I watched the thing about them and how how better service they've got than Amazon. That's right. So, yeah. So they have tried to emulate it. Yeah. They can't. And these guys are all uneducated, and they have just color codings. Colour is it? Yeah, and they use the bicycles and the public transport, buses and trains. And you will get your lunch delivered to you, cooked by your wife, on the dot every day. Yeah, so these are these tiffins. Yeah, so that's a, it's like a lunchbox, isn't it, yeah. I guess? Yeah. Well, it arrives hot, it's got the bread in there, it's got it's the chutneys in there, chutneys it's got in the there, rice. You got rice, one, one container for rice, another container for dal, another container for vegetable, another one with chutney and, 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 and uh, pickles and stuff. So what are they called then, people? What are the people called who organise it all? They, they're called the Dabawalas. Dabawalas. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Is it? So tiffin means a dabba, like a can. A canister and, and what do you just pay them guys to come and do that do yeah you? so they, they they charge a monthly fee yeah okay and you pay them you get home cooked food delivered to you at I your office I didn't know it was your wife or whatever yeah, or yeah, your yeah. mother or whoever yeah. it might be I didn't know yeah. who, it, who it, uh, so generally it starts but now there are people to do that who do that and you go to the restaurant and you sort of say or you go to this special person who just does Tiffin these tiffin boxes yeah. they say well here's my money I want this 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 in my lunch box every day yeah 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 that's yeah. so good but yeah but like they say that Amazon have, have looked into them haven't yeah. they they've got and, the and Harvard Harvard look have taken that as a case study of efficiency and all that sort of stuff yeah it's amazing and, uh, yeah so so to me, so it's a bit effectively it's a lunchbox. So that, yeah, like I say, I didn't know that was I didn't know it was your wife that did that. I didn't. I really didn't. Yeah. Know so that. your wife, your mom, your sister, your yeah. yeah so generally, whoever, whoever's at home. Yeah, your fam- family. Yeah. yeah. So you you could get it done, and then they'll just come and pick it up, and yeah, and your tiffin empty box will return home before you've returned home. Oh, they'll come and collect <laughs> they it, come as well. it as well. They're yes. that blooming, <laughs> and then ghee, ghee is used quite a lot. In, yes, in, in, ghee in, is very, very big in Indian cuisine. Yeah. So ghee is basically clarified, clarified butter. butter. Yeah, 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 clarified butter. Yeah, so it's home. So like we used to, on our farm, we used to have cows. 
So we would um, collect all the cream from the milk yeah. and put it in a pot. And then when he had a substantial amount, you just cook it and get all the fat out and use that as ghee in, in, in cooking. Raw, yeah. be raw, won't yeah. it? Like, yeah. you know, like from raw, that would have been, was that, what was that like? Awesome. Ah, absolutely stunning. And, and the residue, we used to mix it up with sugar and make chapatis and roll it in chapatis and have it like a, like a scroll. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sweet, was it sweet? sweet? Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. What are you, yeah, what are your favourite uh, accompaniments to go, what's your favourite accompaniments to go with the curry? What do you like? I just like fresh chilies. Straight up? Straight, straight up. If, if I'm having a curry, um, I'll get the little uh, bird's, bird's eye, bird's little eye. chili. Scuds or bird's yeah. eye, yeah. And um, pickles are good, but most of the pickles that you get in Indian stores, they're all um, from a factory and yeah, mass yeah. produced. There are some good ones, there are some, but the Not chili really. does chili does the same uh, trick. So you just have a morsel of uh, curry and rice or a chapati or a naan and have a bite of chili. Oh, straight off? Straight up, yeah. Just straight in there? Yeah. Far yeah. out, that's yeah. hot. Off them small ones? The small ones, yeah. Jesus, that's So even, even at home, sometimes when I cook a risotto, like a mushroom risotto, I'll have a chili on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there's no joke, it's addictive. Chili is definitely addictive. It is very no, addictive. No two ways about it, it's definitely addictive. You're like, as soon as you get, like I'll have a bowl of pasta, like last night we had spaghetti bolognese and I just hammered it with Tabasco sauce because yeah. I, I need that kick. Yeah. I, you know, I just, yeah, it's very addictive. So like there was, still chili. I, I remember there was one English guy who used to come to my restaurant in Blackburn and he's, he loved his vindaloo. And every time he would come in and say, oh, last time I had the vindaloo, it wasn't hot enough. Can you heat it up? I said to him, mate, eventually, by now, I think more than half your dish has got chili. <laughs> and there is <laughs> less gravy in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you still think it's not hot enough. <laughs> yeah, there's maybe something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So it, it's, it's one of those addictive things that yeah, uh, yeah, the more yeah, you more. have, the more you want it. Yeah, yeah, more, 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 for sure. Well, listen, Don't know whether it kills your taste buds or what. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, what's the word? Yeah, you just... You get immune to immune it, to don't it, you? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, to finish off, I want to mm. I want to ask you a couple of quick fire: Papa Doms or prawn crackers? Papa Doms, of course. In a in a curry, chicken, lamb, or goat? Goat. Goat. You love it? Yeah. Yeah. Goat. Very gamey and. Yeah, I like goat as well. I'll go lamb or goat. Yeah. Um, beer, kingfisher or cobra? Uh, kingfisher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Samosa or spring roll? Oh, samosa, of course. Barbecue or tandoor? Both. Yeah, <laughs> anything where it's smoky. Smoky, yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, John, thank you very much for doing this. It's, it's been, honestly, I've, I was really looking forward to this. So educational. Looking back, you're like the OG, you know? Yeah. John the OG. Like, honestly, like, to look back at menus from the 80s. 80s, yeah history of food and, and all the rest of it, it I just find I find it fascinating I love all that stuff and no I mean I couldn't find some of the other menus that I had from from the 80s yeah uh, but it's kind of, yeah. You're lucky you've kept them yeah, like, yeah. you know you should you know look after these the history it's history, isn't it? it's yeah. history it really is it's, yeah. for people who are really interested in food and interested mm. in, in restaurants and the history and that it's, it's fascinating so thank you very much honestly I really really appreciate no, it it's a pleasure this. thanks for having me before we go where can people find you? Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, we're on Instagram, tamarind underscore tree underscore. 
Yeah. And Facebook, Tamron Tree. And if anyone wants to stock your products or whatever, if someone if a stock. Well, we've you got. Know, you can order online or. Uh, you can order. You got. You got an online store. Online store. Yeah. Or uh, also, I'm at the farmers markets, calling uh, what do you call a uh, uh, slow food. Yeah. Uh, Carlton. Is Coldwell. it all on your website? Yeah. All, in the, on web, the website. In and, the website. Tamron Tree. Uh, yeah. And also, there's a list of retail stores that stock them as well. And if anyone yeah. does want to stock them in their store, yeah, they can they just can get always, in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, John, mm. thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. See you later. Thanks a lot. If you enjoyed the show, please share with friends or give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app. And until next week, have a good one.